just lots of crimes. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning. My name is Manica J. Matthews and I am joined as always by Hollywood Fletcher. <laughs> That's a lot of my Mar Mariah Carey intro for you there. Beautiful. Hello, Fletch. How's it going? Really, I'm not very well. Not really, very well. I'm really hungover. What have you been doing, you dirty boy? I just had a drink. How many drinks? You look like a you look like an advert for not drinking. 2020, Fletch. 2020 is uh, we're in the thick of it. Mm -hmm. New year, new war. New year, new war. The whole thing. We're doing another film today, aren't we? We're doing a film today, Fletch. Oh God, Fletch. What are we doing today? Harry Potter and the something of something. Harry Potter. Yes. Gary Oldman's in it and he punches someone. It's the best bit of the film. Why Why would we do Harry Potter? Why have you even suggested Harry Potter? Because it's, it's rubbish, isn't it? Yeah. They're good. They're all waving lightning dildos at each other and then Gary Oldman just comes and punches someone. Well, good. We're not doing Harry Potter. What? You like computer games, don't you, Fletch? We, I mean, in our, in our do time, in our downtime do time, we play a lot of games. Yeah. Have you ever played a game that's quite frightening? We did a few years ago, we went for a spate, we used to play Outlast and all that, didn't we? Some quite frightening games on the, on the Twitch and stuff. Uh, I wasn't allowed to play Alien Isolation anymore because it was scaring me too much. Well, there you go. Yeah. Can you imagine a game that can control your brain, Fletch? What are we doing this week? Brain Scan. Brain Scan, 1994. Starring Edward Furlong. Edward Furlong. The 90s Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, I suppose. We've got a horrible, weedy voice all the way through this film. Well, I wanted to punch him in the face when he's arguing with his digital conscience. He was like 15. Okay. Have we got any trivia about this film before it starts? Oh, this one is available on YouTube for free. It is. Yeah. In a few different places as well. Yeah. I, I don't think anyone cares much for this one. Well, did they not? I thought... They, I sent it to you last night, but I, I only found it once. Yeah, it's, it's, it's on there full length a few times on YouTube. Well, there you go. There. Go, out get, channels. go out and get it. The director wasn't a fan of Ed Furlong making right. this film. Yeah. Because he's a whiny little bastard. Well, he said he can't act. Well, okay. Fair enough. Yeah, he said he's a 15-year-old kid. I think the... The full quote was an interview for like a horror, um, shock horror. Fango, I think. It was an interview in Fango. Fangoria. Yeah, Fango, that's what they call it in the film. Do they? Yeah. <laughs> what? He's got it, and it says Fangoria on no, the front of it. calls it Fango when he phones up the computer game. Oh, great. Okay. Right. Yeah, well, the full, the full quote was, he says he was a 15-year-old kid who couldn't act, and he had to be like slapped awake every morning. He looks, he looks that way on the uh, film, to be honest. He's a dozy prick. What's he doing now, Edward Furlong? He's been in stuff. He was in that Crow film. He's a, he was in a film with uh, Marky Mark. I'm sure of it. Marky and he Mark. has a beard and he's like a crackhead. You're thinking of the guy from Walking Dead. No, I'm not. <laughs> Who's Walking Dead? Norman Regis. Norman Greenbaum. So, Brainstorm, 1994. As I said before the intro there, we play a lot of computer games. Yeah. Frightening computer games. Yeah. But this, mate... Imagine if we'd have seen the advert for this in Fangoria and phoned that number <laughs> like Edward Furlong in 1994. We wouldn't be sat here today. Edward Furlong sleeps, sleeps a sweaty, sweaty nightmare in a massive, empty family home. He dreams of hospital halls and hospital walls. He's, being, he's pushed on a gurney. He sweats. Rain falls, Fletch. A, a pool of blood within the dream is in the street. A rainy city street. And a really, really repetitive soundtrack. Playing. Yeah, yeah. 
like insanely repetitive. Mm-hmm. It actually did my head in by the end of this film. The dream. A boy, Edward, is on an operating table with his legs all smashed to bits. One leg smashed to bits. His mother, dead, on the floor, car crash. Edward wakes up. It was a fever dream. This is, obviously, he looks at his smashed up leg to, to, to uh, make you aware that, yeah, this is the same person. Look at his leg. This is the same leg. Look at his leg. And uh, when, he w- when he wakes up, telephone, Kyle is calling master. <laughs> what did you think to his phone system, Fletch? Boris Karloff phone. It's Boris Karloff phone. It's an internet phone. <laughs> this is how the internet works, isn't it? That's the bad guy. That's the bad guy? Yeah, voicing it. Is it? Yeah, it's the same, same guy. The guy who plays the bad guy in this film is also no. the phone. The Boris Karloff phone. <laughs> but yeah, this, this part of the film is the most 90s thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Ed Furlong's there. He's wearing plaid. His bedroom's cool as fuck. <laughs> His bedroom's covered in... 90s horror paraphernalia. Yeah, and uh, the pop and rock groups of the day. Yeah, yeah. This has got an... Ex- oh, it's got Mud Honey on it. Mud Honey is Mud on Honey the film. Mud Honey in the film. Mud Honey. Wow. That's the most 90s band ever. And and then you see his friend's house. Oh, it's, it's even better. It's more, it's even more 90s. Yeah. Kyle, you're on about Kyle. Kyle tells Ed about a new horror game that's come out called Brain Scan. Ed says, it's all just hype. It's never going to be the scariest game ever made. Carl's response says, it's an, ant- it's an interactive CD-ROM. It's got to be good. A what? An interactive CD-ROM. So last week we were on about RAMK. This week we're dealing with CD-ROMs. Oh, yeah. In the future. He says it's an interactive CD-ROM where you control it. And it's like, yeah, that's, yeah. that's a game, Carl. You've got to check it out. You just described a computer game. Yeah. You've got to check it out in this month's Fangoria. And the review is basically the most frightening experience on the planet. It's state-of-the-art, a game that feels more real than reality. While Kyle is saying all this on the phone to Ed, he notices the girl next door is getting changed. Oh, God. So he starts spying on her, Fletch. And? Kyle's still talking. He's going, it's interactive, dude. Dude, you're in control. You are the game. And he's just staring at the girl. She's just doing girl stuff, trying on perfume. And she takes, she's getting naked. So he gets a video camera and starts filming her. He films her getting a baps out. He does. Six minutes, 35. Boobs. Oh. This is one of them things, isn't it? Yeah. Where... He's creepy. People just... Someone... There would have been a whole group of people. Someone who wrote that. Uh, a team of people who would have filmed that. Yeah. And, like, you know, actors who would have acted it. And nobody... Nobody thought that this was weird. Well, that's all right. I mean, it's normal, isn't it? Is this... Is this so you think that he's maybe a killer? It's so you think he's a freak, so you think he's weird. So you think he maybe is the So he maybe is. After he's finished filming her, he just watches the tape straight away and says, Michael, you're one sick puppy. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, even he knows he he's knows, a fucking... He knows, he knows. Igor, dial! <laughs> he tries to call the girl while he's watching slow motion videos of her like a fucking murderer. That's like something that happens in, like, Red Dragon. Yeah. <laughs> That's so fucked up. Igor, call the brain scan game. This is what he says to his computer phone. Igor, call this computer game. He speaks to his computer phone like yeah, it's yeah. a real person. Ring, 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 ring. Phone answers. Hello, my name is Brain Scan. And he's like, yeah, I saw your review in Fango. What's, what's the dealio? <laughs> and he says, this is not a recorded message, Michael. And he's like, hang on a minute. Is this a fucking... What is it? What is this? 
So he asks about the uh, the review in Fango. What's the deal? The deal is Fletch. It's the most immersive, interactive horror experience around. And he says, "Mate, I've played them all. I've played them all. I don't know what horror games he's played in 1995 that are so terrifying." Yeah. He says, "Mate, I've played them all. What, what's it about?" And the, the creepy ghost phone says, "That depends on the player. It interacts with your subconscious." Edward does not believe a fucking tot of it from the phone man. And he says, look, I'm going to prove it. I'm going to prove to you the power of game science. And he electrocutes his brain through the phone with the power of brain scan. What does he even do to it? I don't know. He, he just, just sits in the chair. He goes, oh, I'm electric. <laughs> and, he, and then the phone says, look, it has been decided, Edward Furlong. You will be playing Death by Design. And the first instalment will arrive soon. Enjoy the ride. And then the phone goes dead. Edward Furlong immediately tries to redial the computer game's phone number, but it's no longer working, Fletch. There's no answer. Magic. School classroom. Horror nerds watching horror films. Oh, horror club. Horror club, mate. Horror club. Would you... I'd I'd have probably been a member of horror club. Yeah. I quite liked liked it. They were watching... Uh, Death, Dead, Death Part 2. Death, Dead, Death Part 2. Yeah. While they're watching Death, Dead, Dead Part 2... A teacher comes in and he's like, what the fuck is this? This is really violent. I'm not sure about this. Edward Furlong, Terminator 2, get my office now. When he's in the office, he says, look, I'm not happy about this. He says, what were you, What was that? It was on the TV when I came in. And he says, gallbladders. And he says, that's not what I mean. What's the film called? And he says, death, dead, dead. And he's like, oh, typical. That's exactly what I'm talking about. He says, he goes, he goes, death, dead, death. And he goes, part two. And he goes, part two. And he's like, oh, oh God, it's a it's a sequel? Yeah. Why is he so disgusted by well, it being a sequel? Because, don't you see, Fletch? Don't you see senseless violence is not entertainment? Why do you watch these films? And Edward Furlong says, it's an escape. And the teacher says, like lighting up a marijuana cigarette and hiding from the world. Or, watching a sex film and raping someone. <laughs> is that what you mean? He says, watching a sex film and getting an erection and raping someone. <clears throat> Oh God, and Edward Fleming goes, no. Ed's yeah. like, erections don't rape people. People rape people. And he says, well, look, that's not the point, mate. What I'm saying is, Horror Club is now banned. The teacher plans to check every game, every film, everything that he's going to put to the table at Horror Club from now on. Otherwise, Horror Club ain't happening, mate. Does this just happen to set up the joke at the end? Basically, yeah. Travelling home from school after being scolded by uh, the your typical 80s teacher, but yeah. in the 90s. He comes across a crime scene. There's this very suspicious-looking policeman there who actually played Skeletor in the He-Man movie. Yeah, and he tells him to... And just basically, fuck off. He's awful. Mm. And he's also shit. He just turns up and he's like, who's this teenager? Do you live around here? Mm, Shady boy? Young boy, you've just seen a dead body. Get the fuck out of here. Go home and do your homework. Like, tact. He gets home to his empty, empty family home. Well, I mean, we know mum's dead, but where's dad? He gets home, checks the post. Fucking brain scan has come in the post, mate. He's like, I didn't order this. Mysterious music. Is it ghost post, Flesh? Are you pitching the film idea? Mm. Ghost post. Well, they've already done it, mate. Ghost, ghost post. Ghost post. Uh, yeah. I think you've got something there. Uh, there. Ghost post. We'll have to give it some thought. I am giving it some thought. He gets into the house. And I'm going cra- to just tap out of this podcast and you, you carry on. Okay. Okay. Are you literally just going to sit there and think about ghost posts now? Yeah, we've got to. Okay, we've got to put some meat on those bones. Mm. 
When he gets home, he puts on the answer phone and he's got a message from dad. Business dad. He's like, hi, son. I'm sorry, away. I'm, I'm, I'm away on business, but business is doing well. I'm good at business. I'm a business dad. Um, I'm going to be a bit longer than I thought on this business. Sorry, I said I'd be back in two days, but it's going to be longer than that. You're not even listening to me, are you? What? You're thinking about fucking ghost post. I'm talking about lose a business, Dad. Away. That's why the house is so cold, so empty. Dad's away on business. Doing stupid business. Doing stupid fucking business. What does he do? It doesn't say. (laughs) Business. It's just business, mate. It's the 80s and 90s. You just... Dad's did business. Is he a postman? Maybe. Is he dead? He's not there. Is he a ghost postman? Wow. The cool girl next door is having a party. All the cool kids are there in the pool. They're listening to music from the 90s. One song that's meant to sound like Nirvana. And then they do play some proper music like Rob They're Zombie. They're playing like Rob Zombie. Yeah, like I could tell it was Rob Zombie because I could just hear that. <laughs> uh, Edward Rob Fer- Zombie's just got one song, hasn't he? Will! Will! He's released how many albums? Oh. Uh, Rob Zombie and White Zombie. Umpteen. And they're all just that. It's all just the same. He's a mate, he's a genius, really, when you think about it. And then he started ruining horror films. Yeah, he did. So the cool girl next door is having this 90s party in the pool. Edward Furlong hasn't been invited because he's frankly quite a weird child. He's staying in playing computer games. He's staying like in. all the cool kids do. Well, he shuts the window and he puts the game in Fletch. He says, Igor, no calls. Just as he says, Igor, no calls. Guess who's trying to ring him to invite to the party? Kim from next door. The one he's been perving on. The one he's been perving on. Does he have to call out to play the game? Do you know what the number is, Fletch? 1-800-555-FEAR. Why? What's the disc for? I don't know. There's a few things that I'm going to get to in a minute. Where, where <laughs> you, like, puts the it And the game intro, Fletch, I think we're going to have to play a segment of the game intro here. Listen carefully. For the next two hours, you're going to experience mind program entry. That's a powerful force, not unlike hypnosis, transmitted through the television's blanking signal. It's going to alter your reality. I mean, it's wonderful stuff. Wonderful. Imagine hearing that. Ed says, let's party, and presses play. How? Yeah, on what? He doesn't press... He just leans forward. And goes, let's party. Yeah, and and then it's like... Just assume that he pressed play on something because he's uh, just sat in a chair. Yeah, he's got no keyboard, no controller. No, I didn't. I, that's why he's clicked. Yeah. He doesn't push play. And it shows you what we like in all of the eighties and nineties tap films is it shows you the internet and the brain combined via the medium of, of animation. The game takes over the brain of Edward Furlong Fletch. We're in the game. This strikes me as something that was written by someone who's never played a game before. <laughs> yeah, we're in the game now, though, Fled. I mean, you've played VR and stuff like that, haven't you? Yeah. To, to be honest, I was a bit disappointed. I was looking forward to some, some full-on 90s CG happening. No, but it's just, like, slightly pixelated real film. Yeah, I was, I was, really, I was really looking forward to seeing some NAF 90s CG. Sort of looked like the graphics off a mega CD. Yeah, like Lawnmower Man. <laughs> <laughs> so when the game starts, there's a little clock in the corner and he's got 60 minutes to go out and kill someone. It's a VR murder point of view nightmare, Fletch. <laughs> he's walking around in somebody's garden. He breaks into a house. He goes upstairs and he stabs up a fellow while he's asleep. All of this time, he's got the goblin man behind him going, Yes, go up, girls. Go up the stairs. Kill him. While this is happening, the cat sees everything. The cat. 
The cat sees everything. The game is very realistic. The voice in his head says, you need to take a trophy from this. Cut his fucking foot off, bub. He's got a tattoo on his yeah, foot. Yeah, he's got a tattoo on his foot. Again, which has no relevance later. Yeah, who is this guy? I, mean, it, I thought, oh, he's going to be some kind of Yakuza or something. Yeah. No, he's just got a, He's just this middle-aged he's man. just a bloke. He's just this middle-aged man with foot tattoo. Yeah, with a foot tattoo. <laughs> Edward Furlong wakes up. <gasps> he says, this game is far out. It's intense. He's impressed, Fletch. He's impressed. But he drowns out the sound of the party next door with hot, hot metal. <laughs> more metal more, more metal. metal what did you think to that first experience of the game itself so the CD-ROM the CD-ROM it just puts a clock on the screen that's all it does it hypnotises him he with, gets hypnotised through the phone because he rings the phone lot because that's how they when they electrocute him first of all to show no because they do it he needs the, the disc to play the game what, the, what does he need the disc for because it goes into the VR world. You can see he's clearly... It's a game, Fletch. Jesus Christ. Um, Do you know, <laughs> if I was, you know, if I was a writer, let's say I was a writer, yeah. right, and I was going to write about something, I would just take the time to just... Learn the at basics. Least look at the thing. Yeah. Like, has, <laughs> like, at least have seen a game before. Yeah. You know. That's what a game looks like, Fletch. How has this person managed to get through their life without ever actually seeing a computer game and then having the confidence to write a film about one. Well, I'll explain a little bit of the game science to you, Fletch, because the next, well, the next day he's telling Kyle all about it. He's like, thanks for telling me about that game. Brah, it's fucking great. And he says, can I borrow it? He's like, no, I need to have a few more goes on it. They did have them old dial-up ones though, didn't they? Yeah. Where you could, you call a number... And you yeah, that was just a phone game, though, wasn't it? You didn't do it with a, with a computer. No, because you, you had it on your telly. You dreamt this? No, because you, you had a... Maybe. Carl wants to play the game, he says no. Ed gets home from school and he wants to play the disc again, but it isn't working. It doesn't work. It's fucked. It's fucked. So he goes next door, he's like, I'm going to go and see Kim. Goes next door while he's talking to the, her weird parents. The TV is on. Local man murdered. What the fuck? He sees, he's like... <laughs> His, that is what... Her parents are really weird They are well. really weird, yeah. He's like, I was in... That is the same... looks very similar to where I was in the game. I've got to go. I've got to go. It's all over the fucking news. Chopped off foot the lot. Ed goes to the crime scene. It's the, it is definitely the place from the dream. And uh, Lieutenant Skeletor just tells him to fuck off again. Yeah, he goes into the crime scene. Yeah. He returns to the scene of the murder. Yeah. And this policeman is like... Suspicious. What are you doing here? Go Fuck away. <laughs> Edward Fur- Furlong goes home and he's like, oh, fucking hell, did I really... Got it. Got it. Oh. Did I really chop off Shall a man? Open yours for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just... just I'll, put, I'll put it... I'll put just it do it now. Do it. Just do it now. <laughs> oh. Oops. Edward Furlong realises... Edward... You fucking joke I'm done. Edward Furlong... Fucking cunt. Edward Furlong realises that the place within his dreams was a place within reality. More real than reality, Fletch. He was there last night. But in this dream, he chopped off a random man's foot. He checks the freezer. There's a fucking foot in there. And it's got the tattoo on. And it's on. got the tattoo on. So it's, you know it's the same foot. Yeah, exactly. Because otherwise, he, he might have been like, 
Whose foot could that be? Yeah. He tries this could be anyone's severed foot in my freezer. He slams the door and he tries to get through to the game uh, via the operator. He phones up the operator and goes, can you put me through to the brain scan computer game? And there's no joy whatsoever. It's like, that number's not listed. And he's like, shit. Puts down the phone. He's, he does a lot of shouting in this film. Yeah. The, the fucking phone rings. The game rings him, Fletch. The game rings him. And it pops onto his screen. And there's a little goblin man on the screen. And he says, you fucker. What did you do? And he says, you know exactly what you did. You were there. And then an internet goblin comes to life. <laughs> he comes, he comes out of the, out of the TV. And it says, please allow me to introduce myself. I feel like Ed I Furlong. I am the trickster. Ed Furlong underreacts to this as well. Yeah, he just sort of goes, what, he goes, what, what are you doing here? What, you, <laughs> how, how did you get He's like, how did you get in? <laughs> That's it. I just teleported out of your telly in front of you. Yeah, it's like you invited me. He says, uh, you did the killing. It's your responsibility. Fair enough. <laughs> and while the Goblin Man's in his bedroom, he's going through all his CDs and he says... It's a whole you know, lot of CDs of shit. Yeah, don't you have any... It's all just mud honey. Yeah, don't you have any good CDs? Luckily, he's got his own Fletch. He never leaves He never leaves home without it. Yeah. Without the hits. And his hits, Primus. It's welcome, it's to, welcome this to this world. Welcome to this world by Primus. And he does <laughs> a little... I'll tell does you a... what. Yeah. Good so, shit. Good shit. But um, he does a little um, little dance to, yeah. to Primus. He does, and he swings on the rafters. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's a bit like a shit joker, isn't he? He's quite good, he is. Shit joker. He, I think he's quite good. I think he's the best thing about this film. Well, yeah, I think so. By miles. <laughs> By absolutely miles. They're clearly trying to make him into sort of a, a Freddy Krueger-style character as well, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, I think they wanted a franchise out of this. Season. Yeah, Obviously, as well, by how it ends, and he just pops up at the end, it's just like... Aah. Yeah, but that that's apparently... The whole reason the, uh, the director did this film was because of this character. He was like, you know, it looks shit, but then I read about this guy, and I wanted to do that. Edward Furlong says to the goblet, I didn't even know that man! He was an innocent man, and I took his foot in the night like a fucking <laughs> night foot burglar! He said, that's the, that's the fucking beauty of it, says the trickster. It's random, it's primal, and I can't wait to see what you do next. Yippity-dee, ha-ha-ha, the trickster is me. He's brilliant. He says, no way, there is no next. And he says, yeah, you're fucking wrong, Terminator 2, because witnesses. There are two witnesses. Cat. Yeah, cat. Oh, yeah. Cat. There's three witnesses. That was cute. I wouldn't have watched it if it was going kill the cat. Oh, yeah, you wouldn't, would you? No. Have you seen that new uh, documentary series? On no, Netflix? I haven't. And he's like, I'm going to tell everyone about this. I go, you're in trouble. He says, you can tell them. You can tell them what you want. They could bust my fingers one by one. <laughs> and he snaps all his fingers and they can dig out my eyes. And he digs out his eyes. But they won't hurt me. Yeah. <laughs> Play the second, second disc. I'm willing to help you. But you need to complete all of the discs. Poof. Disappears. Why Primus? Why does he put a Primus disc on? Maybe that's what they're really into in digital hell. A bing, 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 a bing. I mean, I'm not complaining. No. He did the last one when it was a heavily Primus-based freaked. Yeah. This, this has got butthole surface on the soundtrack as well. Mm. Mm. It's all there. All there. It's... Is that is that just it, then? Is that just the 90s? That's just butthole the Butthole surface and Primus. Primus. Yeah. Yeah. Do we have to have them in all of the films in the 90s? Yeah, we do, yeah. The next day, Edward tries to bury the foot in the woods. 
to get rid of it. But when he's trying to bury the foot in the woods, a dog a dog steals it. A dog just runs off with the foot. Oh. But it's all right because he gets it back. Is that his dog from Terminator 2? Same breed. The dog steals the foot, but then he drops it and he just gets it back anyway. Edward goes back home and he burns his murder clothes in the fireplace. What does he do with the foot? What does he do with the foot? He gets it back, doesn't he? Does he put that in the fireplace? No, he puts that back in the freezer. He just keeps the foot? He just keeps the foot. Carl knocks on the door, he wants to borrow the game, but Edward tells him, bollocks. Next to come to the door is Kim. She's brought home his homework because he's off school ill. She also brings him the mail. Ah! He drops the mail. This too! I didn't ask for this either! Ghost posts. That night, the goblin calls and he appears in the gaming chair uh, to convince Edward to play this too. But Edward is not having any of it. He's like, no, I trashed the, I trashed the disc, man, is what he says. And the goblin gives him another disc and says, I'm a magic goblin. I've got another disc. Get that played. He says, get that played. And Edward Furlong says, yeah, I will play it, goblin man. But I'll play it with Lieutenant Skeletor. I'm going to show the police this. And he says, ha, yeah, see how far you get doing that. Let the policeman play the game. Poof, disappeared. Ed decides now the only way he's going to get around this is he, he knows that he did a murder. He chopped off a foot. So he decides he's going to film himself with his creepy video camera while he's playing the game. He sets it up. He starts up the game. Cut to... Whoa! He wakes up a sweaty mess. The, the clock on the thing... The clock is seven minutes left. He's been out for nearly an hour, Fletch. He's a sweaty mess. Fucking hell. He's gone and done a killing. He's gone and done a killing. He didn't know anything about it. Better check that tape. Better check that fridge. Better check that fridge. Better check that tape. He watches the tape, Fletch. And the tape shows... So he just stands up and goes out and does the murder and it's got nothing to do with the game at all. Yeah. There's no... There's no virtual reality in this. No. He's just walking about. He literally... Yeah, he just turns the game on then gets up and walks off and does a murder. Yeah. That's, yeah, not, that's, that's not a computer that's game not, at that's all. That's not a computer game. So he goes and checks the freezer. Fucking hell, there's only a bloodstained necklace in there. Kyle's bloodstained necklace. He calls Kyle's house. In a panic, the phone rings. The phone is answered. By fucking Lieutenant Skeletor. Were we supposed to know that necklace belonged to him? You were, but it was never mentioned beforehand. Because he, he, he looks going, at it and he this goes... This is my necklace. No, he looks at it and he goes... Oh, Kyle! Alright, <laughs> oh, so it's obviously the famous Kyle necklace. Kyle. He's 27. The guy that played Kyle? Yeah, he's 27 years old. Oh my God. In that film, playing a 15-year-old. Sexy Kim goes to comfort Ed... She brings him, she goes, brings him stories of uh, Carl. She said, I don't really know Carl, but he seemed like a nice lad. He came to see me last night because he knows that, I know that you fell out about this computer game, whatever. You're going to be buddies forever. Buddies he's, forever. He'd started a petition to get the horror club back at school and he wanted me to give it. Sorry. He wanted me to give it to News! Murder! Murder on the news! A teenager has been murdered! The goblins back. Why didn't the policeman just... Just go around. He said, Who's, who is this? Why didn't he just call back? I don't know. Why didn't he just call back? He's too busy being suspicious. He's rubbish. He just stands there looking really suspicious of everyone for this whole <laughs> film, doesn't he? But just not acting on his suspicions not whatsoever. being any good. Oh, no, he does. He, at the end. <laughs> Goblin's back. Goblin's back, mate. And he's like, you killed the witness, Edward Furlong. And he went, Kyle wasn't a fucking witness. I didn't tell him about this. He's my only mate. And he said, well, he kind of knew what you were going to do. This is why are you doing this to me? Why are you doing it to me, Goblin Man? And he says, I didn't choose you, Michael. You chose me. You fucked it, though, mate. You left a clue behind. Inside disc two, 
You left the clue behind, he says. <laughs> and he's like, no more games, no more games. And he says, look, do you really feel guilty for what you did? Because you can detach yourself from this. And this is where I think the message of this film is. Heavy metal, bad. Internet, bad. Computer game violence is bad. You're going to end up killing yourself if you keep playing with these uh, <laughs> Grand Theft Autos, these Friday the 13th. This Judas Priest music you listen to. Is that what you think the message of That's the That's what film I think is? it is, yeah. He says, do you really feel guilty about this? And while he's talking, he goes, ding dong, someone at the door. The goblin goes, don't answer that fucking door, because that's going to be Lieutenant Skeletor. And if you want this to end, don't tell the police or I'll fucking get They actually did that quite well, because mm. you think he might actually be a nutter. Hmm. <laughs> a nutter. He might be a nutter. He might be a, he might be a basket case. So it is Lieutenant Skeletor. He's like, may we come in? He lets him in. Rookie move. They say they've been down to the school to uh, get a bit of intel on him. You've been described as weird, a freak, <laughs> frightening, is how people describe you at school. They think it's in Fletch. Do they describe him as frightening? That's what he says, that's what Skeletor says. His mates from the horror club. Yeah, he's frightening. I describe a lot of my friends as frightening, especially if the police were talking to me. They definitely think it's him. Skeletor clocks the murder shirt. And he's like, it's uh, middle of August, why is he burning shirts? Upstairs, the goblin is listening to metal and eating a whole chicken and just getting fucking mustard all over the house. Oh, what was he, that, what were the things in the bowl? I he, don't really know. He puts know. mustard all over him and he's just eating like hand, fistfuls of mustard. Yeah. It's disgusting. Yeah, fistfuls of mustard because that's how goblins eat. He's a method actor. Yeah. He's good. And the, gob- the goblin was like, oh, mate, oh, mate, why are you downstairs? I've got a copy of the school paper. Have you seen this? And he shows him. And the whole fucking conversation he had with Sexy Kim from next door about missing his one friend, he's there in black and white in front of him in print. She's fucking recorded it. She's papped him, mate. Papped him. How could she? Now, the goblin fella, he sees this as leverage, doesn't he? Hey? He sees this as leverage and he says, now you want to fucking... Do disc three, don't you? And he's like, where's the disc? Give me your hand, Terminator 2. He cuts the back of his hand. He bleeds onto the desk. And then the blood turns into... Disc three. Disc three. Finish the game, Michael! Or you can be like your dead mother and take your own life. I am trying to help you, but you won't let me. He says, how are you helping me? I'll do you a bargain. Play disc three. Remove the clue. There will be no killing. And Edward Furlan goes... How am I meant to know what the clue is? The clue, Fletch, is this. Friends, footprints in the mud. That isn't a clue. That That's is telling him what it is. Footprints in the mud. It's footprints in the mud, Edward Furlong. Cryptic. Mm. Cryptic. Ghost post. But you've got to do it. For, same old shit. Get it done before the timer. Edward Furlong, you keep going on about this timer. What happens if the timer runs out? He says, if the timer runs out, it's game over. You lose. Cut to a really awkward love scene. Ed and Kim getting it on in bed. It's your typical, whoa, I think they're getting it on. She turns into the old fellow who chopped the foot off. Oh, it's a nightmare, it's fine. Why does that happen? I don't know, because it has no relevance (laughs) whatsoever. The next day, the police are staking out his house. Uh, Staking out Edward Furlong's house. He's inside listening to metal really loud, ignoring Kim, because she wants to talk to him. But he's super pissed off about the whole fucking school paper thing. Obviously. I don't get that bit either. Why, why did she do that? I don't know. So and why the, is he so offended by it? Well, while that's all happening, 
Skeletor sneaks in the back door and he, he steals murder ashes from the fire and sends them off to the, to the lab, you know, to see if they were to used... the boys in, down the lab. Yeah, if they were used in a murder. <laughs> Cut to later that night and Skeletor's gathered a mob, a posse, of the, the neighbours and the civilians. He calls it a neighbourhood watch. But, and, and it's just a mob of people with guns and they're going, what are they looking for? Yeah, why? 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 Because he gets like, oh, that murder shirt. Literally, next second, there's like 30 hillbillies with guns. He knows it's Ed Furlong. Yeah. And he knows where Ed Furlong lives. Yeah. What? <laughs> and they're all searching around in the woods. There's so many things that happen in this film yeah. that I just don't happen for any reason. Edward plays disc three. Just, just the clue, mind. No killing. And then it's off home to bed. He gets rid of the footprints from the crime scene. And while he's doing that, the goblin fucking rings up the policeman inside the house and says, <laughs> you want to check your garden, mate? There's an intruder in the garden. He dips him in, he doesn't dips he? Him in. And he chases him away into the woods, in the woods where the posse is walking around with torches. Yeah, he doesn't even play the game. He just goes. He yeah. just goes to the house. This isn't disc three. This is nothing to do with the game now. I, I, this is... <laughs> he hides from the mob. Wait, he puts the disc in, doesn't he? No, this he? is the bit, because, yeah, he hides, yeah, he does. He's he playing puts the, the game. In, because and the goblin bloke goes, footprints in the mud. And yeah. it's like, couldn't you tell me, you was just stood outside of the telly a minute ago. Yeah. You just told me that. As he's running away, the evil teacher catches up with him <laughs> and threatens to murder him. He's like, I'm going to kill you. I know what you've done, Edward Furlong. And then a load of bricks fall on him and he dies. Edward limps off into the building because the, the whole time this is going because Edward's gammy leg gets more gammier by the end of the film and he's just limping he limps into the building site to hide from the mob and they send him the dog from before <laughs> this dog is uh, this is the worst yeah dog acting I've ever seen it just it just looks at him yeah it just finds him doesn't it it finds him and then just doesn't do anything <laughs> The, the policeman who is the it's partner my, of... My favourite kind of dog is... Is a ones, useless one. ...ones that are fucking idiots. Yeah. They, that's not even a lie. My favourite type of dogs are fucking stupid ones. Well, you love this fella. Because they're brilliant. Yeah. I love stupid dogs. All he's interested in is meaty feet. I used to know a guy who had this really stupid dog. Mm. And he was playing in the back garden with it, throwing the ball. Mm-hmm. And he threw the ball, uh, the ball over the uh, over the fence, and he climbed over the fence to get the ball back. And as he was coming back over, the dog thought he was an intruder and attacked him. Amazing! <laughs> Just watched him climb over and climb back. <laughs> Idiot! Ah, oh, I love stupid dogs. Civilians in a building site looking for they don't what are they even looking for? Why are they looking they're, what are they just walking around in the woods with torches <laughs> for no reason? The policeman turns up, the partner of Skeletor, pulls his gun and he points his gun at someone. And then that person obviously retaliates and shoots him dead. Because he was pointing a gun at him. More death. He said there's no killing in this in this game. There is death. Abounds. Why does he point his gun at him? I don't know. Edward Furlong hides and he watches Skeletor examine all the death all over the place. <laughs> and he limps off home. Why does it? It sounds like... like I'm skipping stuff here, it really does. But like it's like they rushed the last twenty minutes of this film, really, isn't it? Really it? did. It, it, they just go, oh shit, uh Oh yeah, there's a fourth disc. <laughs> <laughs> Edward makes it back to his PC just before the timer runs out. So he is in the game. Mm. He is in the game. 
Right. The goblin turns up and he says, you were magnificent. And Edward Furlong says, you promised me I wouldn't kill anyone. There's fucking dead people all over the place. They forced your hand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you had no choice. He says, this is one of my, this is my favourite line of the film. Okay. And this is, I wrote it down. This isn't a game anymore. It's just crime. Lots of crime. <laughs> all of the crimes. <laughs> And the governor says, it's only a crime if you get caught. But yeah, it's just crime. Lots of crime. Loads of, just all the crimes. There's another witness though, Fletch. None of these witnesses have actually seen anything None of well. these witnesses are witnesses. Yeah. There's another witness. That fucking cat though. Yeah, got, that cat. That cat fucking... got away scot-free, didn't it? <laughs> Cat's just sweating. They're living the life of Riley in that empty house. Life. With the dog, dining on dog foot, dining on man feet with that dog. <laughs> Definitely on tattooed man foot. <laughs> and you know who she is. Oh my God, it's Kim. It's what is she? <laughs> yeah, part, she... <laughs> part four says the goblin and then he just goes back in the telly. <laughs> Where's the disc? Well, there, there isn't a disc for part four. Is just said, this is part four. He, uh, this, is there no disc for part four? Part finger, and then the, the third one he bleeds it. Yeah. I can't remember seeing the disc for part four. Do they just give up? I think they do. <laughs> it's bad news for Edward Furlong. The tests from the lab are back. That's definitely a shirt from a murder. <laughs> it's science. <laughs> Is that what it says on the paper? Yeah, murder shirt. Murder shirt. The goblin plot. Murder out. shirt. Ed Furlong. <laughs> it's still got his name tag on it. The goblin pops out the telly again, and he says. Goblin just pops out the table. He does. Does he? He kind of like Sammy Kerr, isn't he? He's very much like Sammy Kerr. Uh, this is the world's premier horror experience. It's better than your stupid horror movies, all your, your little Mega Drive games and all that. You need to kill the witness. And he says, oh, but I love her. And he's like, I don't care, mate. you got to kill her. She could be any girl in any window. You need to kill Kim. He says, yeah. no. Yeah, he calls him out on being a little perv, doesn't yeah. he? Kim sleeps soundly, unaware of the murderous plot that's been hatched mere feet away by her unrequited love and an internet goblin. <laughs> he thinks about it. He does have a disc. Edward Furlong plays disc four. Dial brain scan Igor. Igor says, goodbye, master. <laughs> Why is his computer sentient? That's another thing. Because they never, they never give you like any kind of idea that he's some kind of tech genius. No, that's just normal. That's just what all Are the we, teenagers have got. It's Ed Furlong, isn't it? We're supposed to just assume that by now that he's a tech genius. Because yeah. that's what he always plays. Ragtag tech genius. The game begins. Edward Furlong breaks into Kim's house. He goes into the kitchen and he takes a pair of scissors. And he heads upstairs outside. Lieutenant Skeletor approaches the house. Kim's room. Edward Furlong sneaks into the room as she sleeps. Looking beautiful in the bed, he locks the door and he stands above her, blades in hand. The goblin appears and says, kill her, Michael. Kill her! He says, I can't. He seriously he says, thinks about it. He says, I'll do it myself! And Edward swings the blades at the goblin. Then the goblin... Hang on a second. Yeah, I didn't miss anything. Edward swings the blades at the goblin and he says, Who the hell are you? I can't believe you still don't know, Michael. And he says, I'm you. No! <laughs> he stabs the goblin and pops his eyes. It's a, it's a super tack classic. He, he pops green guns out of his yeah. eyes. And the goblin begins to absorb Edward Furlong, opening his mouth. 
Kim wakes up just to see the goblin eating the whole of Edward's head. He's a fucking big mouth. There was a bit cut out of this, apparently. Was there what? Because, well, apparently they made some weird abomination of them both moulded together. Yeah. And they and apparently it looked pretty good, but then they cut it out. Oh. Well, I thought that's what it was going for, and then it... it yeah, yeah, apparently they, they did it, and they filmed it. The goblin is gone, but fuck me, Edward Furlong is now fully, completely, terribly evil, Fletch. <laughs> He's got a lasagna face. He's got a lasagna and face and his face. lizardy eyes. He stands up and Kim says, Michael, I'm scared, don't do it. I don't care what you've done, I love you, please don't murk me in the night. <laughs> I love you. I love you. I've taken pictures. Yeah, it turns out she's been taking creepy pictures of him the whole time. Also, he's <laughs> about to murder her. Yeah, about to murder her. And, and he's she's like, like, huh? Don't do it because... I'm a perv. I'm also a perv. We can perv on people together. This is very unhealthy. Yeah, yeah. And that sort of like brings him round. The in question marks, love, <laughs> brings <laughs> Edward Furlong back. The goblin comes back and he's there, manifest opens the bedroom door to reveal Lieutenant Skeletor, who pulls a gun and says, Murderer! (laughs) And shoots Edward Furlong. Murderer. (laughs) (laughs) He shoots Edward Furlong dead. And then he wakes up. What the fuck? That was the game, Fletch. What? That was the game. The whole thing was... It was a dream. It's like they didn't know how to end it. Yeah, it was all a dream. Thank God. That's stupid. He says, I didn't... Th- <laughs> I didn't kill anyone. There is no trickster. And he smashes up his room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, and then I've written here, what's the message? You don't know what the message is. Well, Kyle, we'll get to the end and you can tell me the, the, the message. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what this film is going for. Well... He speaks to Kyle. Kyle phones him up and he says, Hey, it's a good job you didn't play that game I was telling you about. It was on the news last night. It's been sending people bonkers. And they're like, what? He says it made a kid's eyes explode. Yeah. They go to the party that's happening next door and he gets the girl. That's basically... Oh, no, it's not the end because then he goes back to... He goes goes up and he asks her out and she goes, no. She says, no. (laughs) She says, no. Yeah. Also, it introduces another character... Oh, yeah, the, the, her friend. Yeah. Right at the end. Yeah. Her RC mate. Her RC mate. And her and Kyle get, get together. And we're supposed to be like, oh, those two, they, yeah. they ended up together. Like, we don't know who this person is. That isn't the end, though. And she looks like a fully formed character as well. <laughs> so oh, much oh remember earlier on when we were about Horror Club and the teacher saying he now has to check everything that they're going to play at Horror Club? Yeah. Guess what? Edward Furlong pops on his desk. Not the bloody oh, game. Oh, brain scan. Oh. And the fucking got the film ends. Goblin sat at the teacher's desk. He's sat there. He's sat there, isn't he? Mm. Because he exists outside of the game. Yeah. Oh, that isn't the end, though, is it? Oh, no! There, there is a, a post credit scene where the dog's just walking around with a foot. Yeah, the dog has the foot still. So he left the foot <laughs> in the woods. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the end, Fletch. That's the end of the Hang film. Hang on, so this isn't a game? Why is the foot there? I don't know, but nothing happens with the foot. Did it's that a... one man get murdered, but the rest of them actually didn't? That doesn't make it sense. It makes you think, doesn't it, Fletch? That's what it's, it's cerebral, this film. <laughs> what did that... What was that? What was the point in that? I don't know. That's it, brain scan. He, w- he wakes up and negates everything that happens in the film, because it was all in the game. And then it does it again to itself. <laughs> like, it wasn't in the game! But Why? 
Brain scan. <laughs> brain scan. Brain scan. Oh my god. What what did you think to brain ten scan? Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Did you enjoy that one? <laughs> I did. I enjoyed it, but it's blatantly ru- the last half an hour, twenty minutes, it's like they've just gone, Oh shit, we've got to finish it. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then Skeletor walks in and shoots him and yeah. it's a and dream. It just ends. It's a dream. It's all a dream. It's all a dream. Oh, it's all a dream. Well, that's our first one we've had about the horrors of the internet. That's the, it's all a dream. That's like the worst way no, to end anything. but it's not a dream. Seven foot goblin <laughs> in a chair. So what is it then? What is this film? Brace scan. It's, it's an interactive horror experience, Fletch. It's annoying. Ooh, ghost post. Ghost post. I'd rather watch ghost post. <laughs> also, your socks are inside out. And they've been inside out this whole time. We should have watched Harry Potter. <laughs> I'm watching Harry Potter. We, what? we should have watched Harry Potter. I no. told you. No. Why did I watch Harry Potter then? I don't know. Two and a half hours of your life, you're never getting back. <laughs> Could have watched this twice. So then, would you recommend that people watch Brain Scan? No. <laughs> No. <laughs> Why? No. Like, he went in the, in the internet goblin coming out and getting you to do pointless murders. He was the best thing about the film. The trick store. Yeah. If it's worth watching for any reason, it's for him. Mm. But also, the film's really tame. Yeah. I was surprised at how tame it was. Yeah, it's... Because uh, it's got, like, a few F-bombs in it. <laughs> oh, it's got loads of... It's, it's got Ed- some boobs in it. Edward Furlong just whining all the way through this fucking film. <laughs> It's a fair representation of that yeah, boy's voice. Long impression. Yeah. Well then, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us this week on Super Tap Film Club. Join us next week when we'll be diving into more scientific nonsense of the future. But this is about aliens. The Borrower! Next week. <laughs>